Welcome to the Pelvis Show, where my guests are Elise and Justin. Woo! Elise How and are you? Yes. Hello, hello. Elise and Justin were my coaches at one point. That's how I know them. And I'm a change person because of you guys. And You're now- a change person because of you. Ah! We, just helped, we just helped a little bit along the way. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I live my life with a lot of intention now. And recently I've come to this conclusion that the reason I get up out of bed every morning is to spread consciousness and self-awareness. And I do that by teaching others to cultivate joy and fulfillment from within while balancing their external worlds. And under that umbrella for me is my podcast, my writing, my coaching, and my retreats. So I want to know your stories because I know both of you have separate journeys that got you to start working together and create this amazing program with a lot of intentional organization. So take it away. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, so you just want us to tell, tell our stories, our own separate stories? Yes, I would like to know your journey because I know you were in fashion before you started getting into energy coaching and Justin was in like elite coaching for uh, athletics. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, for myself, I knew exactly what I wanted to do since the age of 13. I knew I wanted to be an executive um, in the fashion industry for a luxury company. And so the next 13 years were spent figuring out really how to get there um, curating my path, educating myself, figuring out every, everything it was that I wanted to do when it came to fashion. Um, but along the way, it became more and more about what the world wanted me to be as opposed to what I truly wanted for myself. Um, I got to a point where I had everything I wanted on paper. I was living in New York City. I was the VP at the exec- executive level for a luxury fashion company called Christian Louboutin. I was traveling to Paris every other month. I was traveling to other amazing places like Hawaii, Mexico, all of the, the major cities across the U.S. and Canada. Um, and I had accomplished everything that I wanted. You know, that 13-year-old me would have looked at, you know, the the the, the this current or, you know, this me a couple of years ago and said, wow, you are everything you made it. You are everything I thought you would be. Um, but once I had made it, I couldn't help, but feel like there was something off. There was something missing. And again, it was because of what I had just mentioned in getting to where I wanted to go. It became more about what the world was telling me to do. And I stopped listening to myself. Um, it's what I call fear-based versus conscious-based values. And so instead of valuing things like a lot of things you just mentioned, consciousness, living with intention, you know, getting up every day with, with a true motivation of helping others, I was doing things that were more externally motivated, like my title, like the, the name of the company, the brand of the company that I worked for, like owning the apartment and living in the amazing city of New York City. I started to value some of these more external-based things as opposed to these internal-based things. Once I got in touch with that, I realized, wow, I don't think I'm doing the right thing anymore. It doesn't excite me. It doesn't motivate me the way that it used to. It absolutely did at some point. And I got to figure out what's next for me. So I took some time um, and I really got serious about what it, what it was that was next for me. 
I thought I wanted to be a therapist. <laughs> Did some research, realized that, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars and six years later, I would finally have the, the degree that I needed to, to practice in that area. And I did not want to wait that long. Um, so I went out and figured out what else can I do? And ultimately I got to, um, to a place where I, I'm now an inner energy mentor and coach, uh, you know, over time working with Justin and figuring out what that meant. He focuses on outer energy. I focus on inner energy, but it's really about not too dissimilar from you, helping people become more conscious and empowered versions of themselves so that they can go out and be the best version of themselves. And instead of, um, you know, previously I was work working for a luxury shoe company, instead of giving people 30 seconds of joy, I can now give people a lifetime of joy. And there's not a day that I wake up feeling like I'm doing the wrong thing. Wow. That's amazing. What about you, Justin? It's a, it's a similar message, but just a completely different path. And uh, for me, obviously, growing up, growing up in Canada, I always wanted to be in the NHL and um, really put my entire youth, childhood, adolescence, uh, early 20s into that goal and that mission. And for me, what got me over the hump and what took me from a good player to a great player was my focus in um, health, wellness, nutrition, recovery, performance optimization. And so that's really where that interest level started for me. And my dad said something to me as a young kid. He said, uh, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And that's what I set forth to do was to find out where can I be the most consistent version of myself. And uh, through all of my schooling, everything, of, which was truly one of the most intentional things I think I've ever done, I got to the NHL as a, as a coach and um, uh, was set to help these players uh, get to where they needed to be. And uh, I think as I spent more time there and got a peek behind the curtain and saw a lot of the things that were going on, I was like, you know what, there's, there's more people I want to help. There's more people that I want to influence without the uh, overarching bureaucracy of uh, the ownership group and the uh, medical practices that I just don't fully agree with, that um, it really helped me take a step outwards. And quite frankly, what I ended up calling it one day when I woke up and wasn't feeling fulfilled and empty was my ultimate failure was making it to the NHL. Why? Because I had the ultimate success without fulfillment. And um, there, there was no roadblocks. There wasn't anything that, uh, was it hard to get there? Yes. Did I have to work hard? Yes. But I ultimately got to the peak of the mountain and looked around and goes like, is this it? I wake up as the same person every single day, but yet I'm still not feeling like I've, I've accomplished or done anything. And so what I was, um, able to do was again, through networking and through different, uh, people that I met and, and, ultimately helped guided me in mentorship was what it meant to be an entrepreneur and uh, and coach in a different way and and do so so that I could feel fulfilled in what I was doing. I could feel inspired, motivated, and excited every single day about how I was moving forward and, uh, and operating. So that's really what brought Elise and I together and um, uh, in this working environment 
was being able to take the inner energy piece that Elise was focusing on and the outer energy piece that I had focused on and bring them together in a, in a very unique way for um, customized and uh, personalized prescription bases for, for people as they find out what they need in order to be the best versions of them. So I feel like there's so many, it seems like you guys have really cleared up and articulated exactly what your vision is, exactly how you want to live in life and what you're going to do to get there, basically. Because like, so I recently started coaching and it's, I've started it with like a really intentionally, basically. And, you know, I think we must live in intention because nobody's going to create your life for you. And I constantly hear, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish my partner was more attentive. I wish I could make more money at the same job. I wish my relationship was more serious. And, you know, MLK uh, said that those who love peace must learn to organize as effectively as those who love war. And it made me realize that no one ever says, I wish I could be more organized and focused and could do the hard work to get that. And we don't vocalize what exactly it would take to get what we want. And I think I wish is code for, I don't want to change anything. I don't want to do anything differently. And so I, I'm, I'm wondering, how do you guys live your lives like intentionally? And how do you translate that into your coaching? How much of energy coaching is intentionality? All of it is. I mean, it, it all goes back to intentionality and, um, you know, we, we ourselves live the own it method. We live in alignment with ownership. If we don't, then we would be frauds, but we tested it out on ourselves first. We didn't, we didn't go out and we didn't say, oh, let's, let's create this, this amazing thing. And let's, let's go, you know, figure out how we can help people. No, we had to figure out how to help ourselves first. And then from that, we realized Oh, that's, that's actually really successful that we tested it on each other, which was really helpful to have a guinea pig. And then you start to go out and share it with the world and it never changes. We're consistently, it's not like we figured out exactly what it is. We figured out exactly what our intention is. It's consistently changing and growing and becoming better and becoming stronger and becoming a new, a new version of itself. And as a result, we get stronger as people, the business gets stronger. Those who we, they, who we work with become even stronger and it's an ever evolving ever improving cycle. And I think on top of that is what Elise said in terms of it never continually evolving. It's not easy for us. Like, it's not like I wake up every single morning and I'm motivated to go to the gym or I'm uh, not wanting to stay up late at night or not wanting to eat a certain type of food or not wanting to get derailed with some other form of uh, uh, business opportunity that I want to go down. But it comes back to the intention of what are we showing up for? And you're challenged every single day. How, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of this week is this week is crazy for me. It's like ridiculous how much stuff I have to get done. And there was one day where I was just like, I'm just not going to work out. And I'm choosing not to spend the 90 minutes I usually have in my calendar to go focus on myself, but do rather something else. Well, 30 minutes into that, I started to get anxiety. I started to get stressed out. I started to get headaches. Like 
these things that typically I don't suffer from are all of a sudden coming back into my life because I have not put myself at the forefront. So I go and I take 30 minutes, I go and get an express workout in so that ultimately I can come back and I solved a lot of my problems while I was working out because I was in my flow state. I was in my own space. And so these, these things of being able to prioritize and figure out what matters to you and deduce down through different testing protocols that we do in, in our coaching practice with all of our clients, but ultimately with ourselves as well, we can eliminate a lot of the noise by getting so pinpointed and so focused on what matters to each one of us. And I think if I can be a little bit clearer and even pinpoint um, more what it is you're saying is there's two key things that Justin is referring to that anybody who works with us, we start off with. One is understanding what your values are. And two is understanding what your ideal habits are for you. So Justin hit the nail on the head when he was talking about one of his massive values is fitness movement and fitness and making sure that he lives a healthy lifestyle. But the habit that goes with that is practicing that for 90 minutes a day. It may not be the, it, it may not be the same person for everybody. You could have the same value of fitness and living a healthy lifestyle, but practice it 40 minutes a day, right? For Justin, he needed, he, he had that value and needs to see, see through that value in a, in a daily habit. And so without having awareness of what those are, and again, it goes, it goes back to being able to establish what those values are. It's something that Justin and I have in great. We have, we each have our both, both our own personal set of values. We have a relationship set of values of how we want to live in our relationship. We have a business set of values. How does our company show up? And when we make some of these big decisions and live with intentionality, the intention is to be in alignment with our values, depending on the area of life that we're in. Yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, let's get into values because those are so important. Um, when I stopped, I was really unhappy. I mean, when you, when Justin first reached out to me, I was probably at my worst where I just gotten out of this situation. I just got divorced and I dropped my entire life and moved to Boston. And now I'm like, oh, okay, let me just breathe for a minute and for the first time in my life, I asked, I got to ask myself the question, what do you actually want to do instead of, oh, my God, I have to do all of these things where I realized it was self-imposed suffering for no good reason, because if we're not living intentionally, we're automatically living unintentionally. And so the root before I could even get into living intentionally, I had to ask myself, wait, what do I value? Because that's where the root of my intentions are starting to come from. And I realized my core, core values are peace, freedom, and growth. And I recently, you know, because I was messing with amphetamines, it messed with my metabolism. It messed with my entire energy. Honestly, it was suppressing my power in a way. Um, and when I got off it, my body had to, my body's metabolism had to adjust and I couldn't get, you know, that we get into body image with that, but um, I couldn't get myself to eat in a healthy way or make this lifestyle change. And diabetes runs rampant in my family. I was never taught about health or anything. And, um, you know, in that part of the world, they tell you, oh, life after 45, 50, that's bonus life. And like, 
you know, living intentionally at all, at all. And to change that mindset, it, it wasn't until I tied my eating habits to peace, a core value of mine. I realized like there's certain things, there are certain foods that actually make me feel so bloated. They hurt my joints. And that I sh- like, if I'm in pain all the time, am I really in peace? Like, what's my definition of peace at that point? And so to tie back your intentions to your core values, um, you know, Jay Shetty says that uh, your all intentions can be rooted to one of four things, fear, desire, duty, or love. Um, and I noticed that I was working from a place of fear instead of fear the most, basically. It was driving me like fear of being homeless, fear of security. Um, and to shift that narrative into working from a place of love where I love myself, like what changed for you guys to shift your entire careers? Because it seems like both of you had a mindset shift or maybe development over time. Was there a moment in time that you were like, this is this not for me? And I think it was probably more of a moment for Justin, where it was more of a gradual experience for me. We had very different experiences. For me, I would say I, I knew I was destined for something greater. And I sat on it for about three years. Wow. Yeah. Because I was so, again, I was living based off of external values, what the world expected me to be. I was living in alignment with those external expectations, everything that I had on paper. And so I thought that was enough to be successful. But then I had every, like every single day, my intuition would get a little bit louder and a little bit louder and a little bit louder. This isn't what's meant for you. It's great. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while you have it, because it is truly what you've been working for for so long. So enjoy it. And I got to a point where I allowed myself to enjoy it again for that three years and just live in it. But I was then starting to, instead of improving and becoming a better version, I started to become lazy. I started to not be challenged and I started to not show up as the best version of myself. And when that started happening, when living in that state no longer served me, it actually took away from who I was. I realized I had to get super serious about what the next steps were for me. So when I say it was gradual, I was extremely gradual. It was a number of years for me to get to a point of saying, now is the time. And there's no time like the present to, to really, really make that shift. Right. The present is the only time. It is. Yeah. The, the past is just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The past is just like a recording in your mind and the future is just an expectation. Yep. No, you're exactly right. And for me, Elisa's right. It was more of a, uh, a jolt um, that pushed me to that state. But the same thing I think as we all feel is I don't think anybody wakes up one morning and says, I'm not doing what I want to be doing because it just, it just wouldn't work that way. It may seem like that. It's no different than somebody who you don't wake up one morning and are all of a sudden successful. You're successful you're an, you're an overnight success 20 years in the making, or you're an overnight success 30 years in the making, but you're also, you also find your ultimate failure, success without fulfillment, 
20 years in the making. It's because you haven't been so focused on intentionality. You have, you, you've allowed certain deviations in your journey to occur because you most likely have not been present. And so for me, the same thing happened was it was um, my ninth year in, uh, in a performance coaching per, uh, space, running really my, my own program as a director. And I, I knew that in the NHL, I, I, I was unhappy. I woke up every single day just unhappy with the situation I was in specifically because um, just of, of certain conflicts and of my values that I saw every single day. And there's a documentary out there called Problem with Pain. It documents the whole story um, that occurred in the NHL, but quite frankly, I got fired um, for not conforming to the ways in which they were treating players, which was with uh, Tordal and uh, they were treating with drugs and, and different uh, painkillers and um, uh, medications. And, and I just was, I was just not okay with that. And because I didn't get on board and just tow the rope and um, walk in line like everybody else, uh, it cost me my career in the NHL. And I'm okay with that. It, it, was, it was a choice I would make every day over and over again. And um, it, it's rearing its rapid head again, if you follow any of the news in, in the NHL, is one of the players that was one of the first time ever, an active player, came out and said how bad it is in this space. And um, it's, it's great to see, but it's still, things haven't changed. And that was three years ago. And um, I think that is the big part of me that when I went back to that intentionality, for least it was a decision she had to make gradually. For me, it was, I knew I was there somebody made it for me. And then I had the decision to either go back and operate just in the same way with another team, but it goes back to the same way. Well, we, if, if I'm unhappy with my life or my situation, I'm going to move. Well, your problems are going to follow you. The, 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 the discontent, the lack of fulfillment, it's going to follow you. It's the same thing would have happened if I just went and worked for another team, which I had a couple opportunities to do. But I just never, it, it never followed through with it for that specific reason is that I needed to take a different path and it was scary. But when you do that, you follow your values, you follow your intuition and quite frankly, the passion of what you want to show up with, everything else can materialize afterwards and, uh, and, it, and it ends up being far greater than you could have imagined. Yeah, I mean, like living with intention goes like it can sprawl into every part of your life including you know who you work for I recently came to this conclusion that it's not so much about the company or getting a job it's a matter of like wait who am I working with because that is so important um a lot of people don't aren't do live unintentionally and are not necessarily uh focused or directed in any particular direction and that can lead to catastrophic outcomes because you know I was working at this preschool for a while because I was like yeah I'm gonna go on a mission to spread consciousness let's go let's start at ground zero with children um, and I started I implemented meditation into um, 
morning time, right before activity time. And one of the kids came up to me and was like, Miss PB, when is lunchtime? And I said, you know, just be present uh, with your breath right now. Lunchtime is at noon, but try to remain present with your breath. And after a few breaths, this kid says to me, Miss PB, how can I remain present when time is always moving? <laughs> and so to live with intentionality, like, but it was so hard to really implement that into the school because the actual energy of the place was so toxic. And, you know, we're over here, like the intention that on the walls is written, happiness is our intention. And yet at the same time, the manager is treating the employees, the teachers poorly, the teachers get frustrated, yell at the kids, the kids are going home crying, managers upset about all that takes it out on the parents. And here we are unintentionally having a negative impact in the community. And so I ask people like, so wait, why are you doing this? Why are you here? You know, uh, why are you working here? Because I'm here trying to spread consciousness. That is my mission in life. So I just ask, you know, what is your mission? If what is your mission, Elise and Justin? My mission is to empower conscious leaders to be better versions of themselves so that they can help so that it stops that trickle down effect and they can help other people become even more conscious. Yes. My mission is to allow people to see their inner blueprint of what needs to be done so that they can ultimately show up as the best versions of themselves. Wait, wait, wait. Elaborate on inner blueprint. So each one of us is made up of billions of cells. And the traditional healthcare system or the traditional model in which we lead with health is let's treat the symptom and the signs rather than the root cause. And so we look at blood testing, we look at um, uh, different biomarkers that are really just microcosms of symptoms. Instead of looking at cellularly what's going on in our body, because we each have a unique cellular blueprint. And when we know what our cellular blueprint is, we now can, there literally comes no decision as to whether I'm going to do X or I'm going to do Y. The path is already laid out for you. It's a decision of whether you are going to choose to follow your blueprint or not. And so we're no longer just picking and choosing things randomly and then living with the certain circumstances, but rather intentionally taking the choice to make the decisions that are appropriate for our blueprint so we can show up as that best version of us that we're looking for. Yes, preach. Uh, You know, we are always told like you can be anything and that's not necessarily true. I mean, you can be everything that you are. And if you start living in alignment with that, if you start just like you realize, okay, I'm not gonna, my dreams are maybe not necessarily feasible. So how am I going to navigate the world? Um, and once you start realizing what you're good at and really focus in on that, hone in your power, fo- like literally direct your energy, then you're capable of living with intention. I mean, you're capable of doing a lot more, I think. So one of the things for peace is my core value. And one of the things I need for peace is meditation. So I've implemented a two-hour meditation routine into every morning 
it helps keep the crazy at bay. Like that's, that is something that's so powerful for me. And over time I realized like I can intentionally manifest. There's so many things in the universe. I think that's what quantum physics, I mean, it's the, it's the intersection between science and mysticism for me where I, I started realizing, wait, no, you can create your own reality depending on the relationships that you have with people and things. You're, you're exactly right. And let me even kind of give an exa- uh, a tangible example to what I was speaking about is I had a client who um, had suffered from a lot of, like you talk about, you eat certain things, you have stomach aches. And she would have um, bloating, uh, headaches, uh, anxiety, and had tried a numerous amounts of things and uh, would just grab things randomly. Oh, I'm going to go on a keto diet. I'm going to only eat uh, fruit before noon. Um, I'm going to uh, go vegan. And the last thing that she tried uh, was, was veganism. And so when we actually did her cellular, and, and again, I'll, I'll come back to the point. She tried veganism. It worked. She felt great for three weeks. And then the fourth week, she literally thought she was going to die. It was, it, was, it was that bad. She had the worst stomach aches ever. She had headaches that were blackout causing. And when we did her testing, we found that she had a severe gluten intolerance. She had a... Um, an extreme, extreme vitamin D deficiency and a uh, extreme vitamin um, or iron deficiency. Well, if we take a step backwards, we can start to figure out why veganism worked for her for three weeks was vegans eliminate all gluten from their diet. So she started to feel really good, but it also eliminates a lot of the iron from the diet. And because of that, the iron eventually became depleted at that three, four week mark. And she started to feel absolutely horrendous because she was trying to do something randomly, be something that she shouldn't be, which is a vegan and wasn't doing it intentionally. So now let's make the conscious choice. Great. You don't have to eliminate meat from your diet if you really like it keep it in, but let's keep these types of meat in because that's, what's going to work best with your body. And let's eliminate gluten from your diet because that's what doesn't work well. And let's supplement X, Y, and Z to make sure that it works with you. And that's intentional eating. That's intentional living. That's ultimately intentional optimization. And it goes right back to what you were talking about. um, More from kind of the sense of the, of the outer energy piece. Yeah. I mean, like our bodies have wisdom. You know, I've had this conversation, there's information in the world. And then you put that information into your mind and now you have intelligence and it's really how you apply that intelligence and embody that intelligence with that information. If you use that information intentionally, you are now living in alignment because your body has wisdom. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, one of the things, the reason why Justin and I work well together is although he's more physical, that outer energy, and I'm more, more mindset, emotional, inner energy, one does not exist without the other. They absolutely go hand in hand. 
And we can only grow and be as an intelligent or as mindful or as um, emotionally intelligent as spiritual as we can be if we don't take care of that outermost element, which is our physical bodies. So if we're waking up every day, eating the wrong foods, not taking care of our bodies, not getting enough sleep, there's no way we're going to grow in our mindset. We will absolutely be kept off. And so it's so important to focus on both the physical and the mental, that mindset piece of it to essentially, and ultimately Justin and I both say it's part of our purpose, help others be the best versions of themselves. Yes. So, um, man, there are two different directions I want to take this because purpose, that's the thing that like, do you believe in everyone has a purpose, a unique purpose? Absolutely. Yeah. I think purpose is like, you know, the combination of your passion, your skills and your service to others, because what I was doing blockchain technology and I was like, Oh, I'm so smart. And like, look at me, listen to all the information I have in my brain. (laughs) And the thing was I had skill and I guess it was serving others, but I had no passion for it. Yes. It drained my energy. It drained my energy. Um, and now I feel so, I got, the word that comes to mind is lit. I feel lit inside where I feel so whole and just um, satisfied with life, Do, especially with coaching. I love working with people. It's like I'm living in alignment. It, it's like that. It's like a healing process for me as well. So we get into a realm of, is this actually selfish or selfless? You know? It's like that, it's like that friends episode where they're like there is no selfless act because you do something and it makes you feel good so you actually got something out of it and mm-hmm. so it's- except we're getting stung by the bee but then the bee dies <laughs> yeah it's a it tra- it's a transfer of energy um on that note at least I know you you taught me about like different levels of energy uh changed my life and stress reaction you know I used to be very like I'd blow up um and I would yell if my dog accidentally went potty inside and now it's so different if her tail whips something off the table I'm like oh that happened let me clean that up oh she pottied inside let me take her out because obviously Like, so yes, please elaborate a little on the energies because that's what it was. I shifted my energy. I leveled the fuck up is what happened. Exactly. And so many people, particularly, particularly when they start on an inner energy transformation journey, it, it's almost as if it starts with what you're talking about, the shift from a fear-based state to a love-based state. You mentioned that earlier, right? We're we're either coming from a fear-based or a love-based state. And over 80% of the population lives in a fear-based state, which is what I like to call catabolic energy. And so the, the, the first step is to figure out, oh, wow, how do I shift to live in a different state? And then beyond that, like you said, you called it leveling the fuck up. It's <laughs> wow. Now that I know I've been living down here for so long. And so at the very bottom level, it's, there's seven, there's seven levels of energy. 
So levels one and two are this fear-based state or what I like to call catabolic energy. This is essentially fight or flight. We're constantly living in a fight or flight surrounding, right? Like in a mental state. When you think of fight or flight, it is actually meant for our survival. It's a good thing. It serves us if somebody is attacking us and we need to fight back for our survival, right? Or let's say Justin is attacking me. He's three times the size of me. I need to flee because there's no way I'm going to be able to fight him and win, right? And so not that that would ever happen, but you're just so strong. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, when, when we start to apply meaning and belief to these situations that are meant to be survival-based, like an argument with an argument with anybody, an argument with a loved one, with a spouse, a partner, a business partner, a parent, a sibling, a friend, whatever it is. In that moment, we apply meaning to it. And instead of walking away and not, not attaching that meaning to it, we live in that fight or flight state for hours, days, weeks, months, even years for some people, allowing that stress that's not meant for us that consistently to be in our bodies for a much longer period of time. But when we start to create a shift and say, oh, wow, so levels one one and two are catabolic, right? But there's seven levels, levels three through seven are anabolic. So we actually have five non-stress related choices to two stress related choices. And so once we start to have the awareness, this person snapped at me, instead of attaching the meaning to it, oh, they must not think I'm good enough. And if they think I'm not good enough, I'm probably not good enough. You say, no, actually, I see what's really going on. They're upset about something. They're upset about something. They're taking it out on me. That's not what's really going on. Why don't I get curious instead? Why don't I focus on kindness and come from a love perspective? Why don't I get curious and figure out what's bothering them instead of me snapping back, which is that catabolic state, that stress-based state and saying, well, you did that, but I did, well, I did that, but you did this and you're worse than I am, right? And then the vicious cycle just continues. And so when we can start to make that, that switch of coming from an anabolic state and no longer from a catabolic state, life completely changes. I mean, Justin and I were just reflecting on this last night. Our tough conversations, when we were in the first couple of years of our relationship before we started on this journey, could be really difficult. And now we approach it from a curious perspective, from a place of love, and it's just a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my relationship just a year ago, I was so scared. Like, I was scared of everything. I was really defensive. And then I realized, uh, what's actually going on here, (laughs) PV? That's my favorite question. What's really going on? Yeah, what's going on here? What's what's this about? Why are you afraid of life? (laughs) Um, Okay, so there's... We could go on forever, uh, but I would, where can people find you and get to know more about everything that you guys do? Cause you guys are on an amazing journey. Yeah. So we uh, are very active on social media, specifically Instagram um, at Elise Gullen. A Gullen. At A Gullen. And well, people are going to be searching <laughs> Elise Gullen and not finding me at A Gullen. At A Gullen and at uh, Justin Roth. Um, uh, or just simply to our website at justownit.co. Um, that's where a lot of people reach out to us. And uh, there's a plethora of information on there and uh, continual updates of everything going on. So 
those are the those are the best places to reach us to find us and to get in touch with us. Um, and you have books that I have read. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Go read it. It's yes, uh, yes, I have, uh, I have three different ones that have that have been out there in the past. So one is called Intent, um, the uh, uh, how to build um, high performance systems for yourself. Uh, the other is called Blueprint, which is looking at that inner blueprint kind of that I talked about uh, before. And then the third is uh, the Own It Manual, really uh, uh, an in-depth look at kind of my journey, my story as to how I got closer to um, that self-actualized state that you can truly live with intention. That's awesome. And you guys are writing something together or am I wrong? In the process, it's, it's a long process. Okay, There's yes, not, uh, it's it, a project. Yes, yeah. it, is, it's a, it is a work in progress. Okay, well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show and really having that raw, authentic, vulnerable conversation with me because these are things that need to be talked about. Thanks for having us here, PB. Love it, PB. Uh.